0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. This is a special bonus. Uh, It was due to be a nice round table of five Pro Wrestling Asylum students. However, technical difficulties means it's just a... I don't want to say threesome, but that's the only word I've got coming into my head. Uh, We've joined by Ross Hunter and Nate Stevenson. So uh, because Zoom makes a very weird noise, I'm going to pass you over one at a time to introduce. So uh, we'll start off with Ross.
1: Uh, introduce yourself and tell a little bit about yourself. Uh, how you doing, everybody? Uh, my name is Ross Hunter. I'm 16-year-old pro wrestler. Yes, I know. Very oddly young. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a former MMA fighter. And I, re- I started wrestling three years ago now at W3L. And I'm now at FBWA. I'm
0: also joined by Nate Stevenson. Tell a bit about hey. yourself.
2: I'm uh, Nate. I've been wrestling for two years now. Uh, started in Dundee and last year left and joined FPWA. So these are two guys that are now under the tutelage
0: of Andy Wilde. And uh, is Johnny Lyons as well? Did you guys?
1: Yes, I was trained by Johnny for my time in W3L. And yeah. I sometimes join, at the, I come with him to the juniors classes to help out.
0: Excellent. And yourself, Nate, it was just, uh, we started Dundee, was, was Johnny around there as well? Oh, no, he wouldn't have been.
2: Um, he uh, so, was there a couple of times coaching. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I met Ross.
0: All right. So what was it about FPWA that, that made you decide to leave your respective schools and, and go there? Um, sorry, I, I said I was going to just introduce, say your name, and then you answer, but I've totally missed that. Um, so we'll start again. We'll start with Ross, just because you're the one next to me in the Zoom chat. So, what made you decide to to leave W three L and go to to FPWA? I
1: just, I think personally, it was the growth that you could get from going to FPWA. Like Andy Wilde is he's one of these guys. He's 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 done a lot. He's he's been places. He's done a lot. He's he's got the experience. He's got that multiple year. He's got that. He's got that patience to teach you, like even if you're just starting. And the environment there is great. Like and it just kind of makes you want to grow as a performer. Like just going to ask is brilliant. Uh, would you
0: agree
2: with that, Nate, or was there was another reason for, for going? I for me, I, it was kind of. I felt. A little bit like it was plateauing slightly, kind of felt fancy to change uh, more than anything, really. Uh, yeah, it was just, it just a change for me. Yeah. Excellent... So we'll, felt... we'll go on to the.
0: the... Oh, sorry. I've interrupted you there. Sorry. No, no, uh, you, you finished your thought. You were in the middle. I, I was rude. I interrupted you. What were you saying? I
2: in, uh, somewhere I felt that had connections and could get places faster if you know what I mean absolutely
0: so we'll go for the boring questions we'll kind of just like go back and forth so if I ask Ross the first question the first time he'll ask the second question the second time Um, I think this will be a very odd podcast because we're all well I'm certainly learning uh, as I go with these podcast things and this is the first time I've went for anyone more than one person so um, I apologise to you guys if it's going to be a little bit stunted and a, a bit technical difficulties, but we'll, we'll get there eventually between the between three of us, I'm sure. Um, so Nate, I'll start with yourself, so what what um, got you hooked into
2: pro wrestling in the first place? Uh, it, was, it was about six, so 2006 time. I went to a mate's house and his brother was watching Smackdown, and I can remember it was Paul London and Brian Kendrick tag match, I think they were against Deuce and Domino or something. Um, watched that, thought it was pretty cool, and then kind of just started from there. And I went through 2012 to 2016, kind of just did not watch it at all. And then the draft happened and then got straight back into it. And yeah, that was that was it for me, really. Yeah, and uh, Ross?
1: Well, for me, it was, oh, geez, uh, maybe I was actually very young. Uh, maybe four, I was four years old at the time. Uh, I think I was watching, it was an episode of SmackDown and it was one of these things you just get hooked by what you're seeing. And it's just so entertaining because you're really, really young. You're entertained by anything that kind of is on the telly to be honest. Uh, and then I think it was a couple and I just got really hooked and I just, it was that desire that like, this is amazing. And then as I got older, you know, you do backyard wrestling with your pals, it was that kind of thing, and it was just, it got you going and going and going. And then I just, I thought, well, why pretend to do it when you can actually do it? And then I joined W3L 2 years ago, and then here we are, Way. It's
0: definitely one of those things where I think if if you didn't at some point want to be a wrestler, then I don't think you kind of got wrestling. I mean, I know, I definitely know myself, I wouldn't be a wrestler, but there was always that moment where you were. Doing a choke slam uh, in the in the garden, or or uh, in my case, trying to do jumps off sheds and thinking I was Mick Foley, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's something that's definitely hooked you. So uh, Ross, was there any favourites that you that sprung to mind uh, that that you've enjoyed since
1: you started watching? <sighs> uh, Dev CM Funk is up there. He is off oh, top there. I just admired everything he'd done, like. Is the thing like the real breaking is is, is promo is amazing. Like, even at the age when he was around, I was, you'd still be mesmerized by everything he said because you just wow, like, this guy, this guy's for real, this guy's amazing. And of course, you've got John Cena, etc. Because, well, it's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. I mean, so you would be four, you're 16 now, so that would 2008. So you're, you're, you're really in that, that middle of that, that Cena uh, run and, and punk coming up. So definitely two that were out there. And uh, when you're speaking about rule breaking as well, um, you would have just, you had just missed out by a couple of years of Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's a guy that you probably went back and, Studied, I would oh, think, yeah. uh, if you're oh, into yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, Nate, for yourself, um, are there any favorites that you've got when you started watching and any that you've got now?
2: Yeah, like around 2006, time, so it's like you have seen those, year, Shawn Michaels, uh, The Undertaker, people like that. Um, I also watched TNA back then, so I loved AJ Styles and people like that. But I, my my favorite from that period, from when I was younger, is the uh, man who shall not be named. Um, yeah, like he's still big influence on me today. And yeah, people people like that more the technical wrestlers, other than like Cena you know, and stuff like that. But so, him, very similar
0: conversation I have with Johnny Reeves in our last podcast, and he's very much more of a. The technical guy and um, I think I'm more into Ross's kind of um, the entertainment and maybe larger in life character kind of kind of guy yeah um, but no it, it makes just so many things that make a wrestler does, does not no one's right for who they like I think no one's sorry no one's wrong everyone's right no one's wrong at all um, so when it came to training of course you I'm not speaking about FPWA for a moment uh, what was the hardest bit that you found initially uh, when it came to training, uh, who'd ask first last time? Awesome. So, Nate, what was the hardest bit about your, your
2: first uh, couple tr- uh, sessions? Um, for me, it was kind of breaking into the group because when I went, the group had been together for a while. Because um, al- I've always been doing, like, rugby, played rugby for years and stuff like that. So always Pretty fit guy, so I, it wasn't that. It was being around people. It was a completely different environment. Um, yeah, that was that was it for me. Really, it was, it was more just the mental side for me rather than the physical.
0: Right. So yeah. So you have that sports background, um, which I'm sure Ross has as well, if I remember rightly. Uh, so you find the the more the aggressive, the physical physicality a bit easier because you've of course rugby. It's a very yeah. physical, demand, physically demanded sport. So it was more the. did you find the character bit was a bit more difficult to kind of get to as 100. well because of that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think especially if you're, again, from a physical background. Um, Ross, if I remember rightly from a past interview you've done with uh, Westy, uh, you've done MMA, I think you said that at the start of the, the interview as well. Yes. So how did you find uh, transferring your MMA skills to wrestling and basically trying not to hit someone for real?
1: Oh, that's that's still actually quite a difficulty today. Like to this day, it's still very difficult because I've only recently stopped doing MMA, like very recently. Uh so it was hard because when I first started uh, with W3L, it wasn't hard to kind of break into the group because I was in the juniors and the juniors had just started up. You know what I mean? So it was just as if I was just going to start off with everybody else. I wasn't any different. But then it was transitioning into wrestling rather than MMA. But from time to time, like obviously now in FPWA, drills are kind of like a bit of shoot drills, you know what I mean? So that's where I I perform best is on the ground wrestling. and I I like that because it makes me think like it's not as, it's not gonna be as, as difficult to transition if you know what I mean yeah
0: and, and definitely nowadays um i think wrestling is, is probably as is, it's getting closer and closer to your shoot kind of fighting it is. because you your bigger companies like your wwe and that they've got your your hd graphics you've got your uh, everything's got to be as close as possible without it being actually dangerous at the same time so um i suppose it's i suppose if you started maybe 10 years ago of course you would be wouldn't have been old enough but if we started 10 years ago it would be a little bit harder I would think maybe to pull yeah. back a little bit more uh, but now, now everything can, needs to be a little bit realer for people to believe it I suppose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nate you've, you have wrestled a few matches because um, we, we've put your results up on, on shows so what was it like um, in your first match? and? How, how how different was it from just training to actually be in front of a crowd?
2: Completely um, different. It was terrifying, to say the least. But I was against Ian Ambrose, so somebody I know very well, trust completely, very experienced. Um, had definitely really helped me through it and shot the ever-loving... For Jesus out of me. Um, but yeah, the I've never been the most confident on, on a stage, so drama wasn't a great subject for me in school. Um, but it was it was kind of weird. It was first time I got in that ring it was the crowd just disappeared. I knew they were there, but I just i didn't feel as nervous as I thought it was gonna. Uh, and
0: you were definitely in there with someone who has who is- very uh well tuned especially with, with the crowd you would have been in front of as well um so it, it would have made it a little bit easier i think it would be a bit scarier if you went in with maybe uh someone that you were training with and it was just two years thrown out there in front of just new eyes just going who are you guys uh but yeah ian andros is definitely a, a just I, I think i don't know whether he, if he just hasn't like went to other places to try and, and, and get in at all, but he's a guy that I've, I've certainly been a fan of since I started watching. That was a long time ago, 2012. So um, he's definitely a, a, str- a, 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 what would be the word, a solid hand to s- certainly start off with. Um, is there anyone that, that you particularly want to, to get in with like immediately? I mean, I'm assuming there'll be a long list of names you want to get in, in the ring with uh, in the future, but is there anyone... Who's who's uh, like who you want to face with the next year, for example, um, someone maybe from the school or just around the, the Scottish wrestling scene? And Neil, again, I'll start
2: with you. Oh, well, uh, Ian's definitely somebody I want to get in the room with again. Still want a rematch. Um, but somebody like Caleb or Grum. I would love to be in the ring with Grum. Um, I'd say Caleb and Grum. The two guys I haven't, haven't been in the ring with that I would love to get in the ring with. You, you know how
0: to, to soften me up here. First, you know Abrams talk, and then a bit of Caleb as well. And I am a humongous <laughs> fan of Caleb. Um, Grum, I've, I've not seen a lot of, uh, but I know he's he's now training at uh, Joe Henry's school, um, which is, I, I think, probably, not that I, I know what's better or not, but I think Joe Henry's school is probably a bit more character-driven, and I think that's perfect for, for someone that's got the size of Grum to, to kind of tune that character bit and uh, yeah so if, 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 you, if you're finding yourself getting more confident working with, with Andy and that um, certainly going in with, with someone like a beast like Grum would be amazing and I mean Caleb is just huge like he's short in stature but he's broad <laughs> so yeah that's, that's two great choices. Uh, Ross, yourself?
1: Oh there is a long list of names. Uh, I think at the very top, I think it genuinely I would I would love to face Andy. I think at the minute the the style he uses is completely opposite to mine. So I think it would be amazing to see how that would like transform into like a proper match. Like I think it would be really good. Uh, there's also I would love to face Noam Dar. I think I think that would be a great contest between myself and him because of similar wrestling styles there. And I think it would, it would be quite good. But there's so, so many other names and so many others. So so definitely setting your sights
0: high uh, with with especially yes. those those two names yes. uh, in it's there. Um, Andy is yeah he's he's one of those guys who who the the old adage when Husky Harris was around was there. Uh, or oh, is it the, the Sherman tank with the Ferrari engine? And I think that's that's Andy Wilde, isn't it? He, he's just uh, ridiculously... He, he hasn't lost any of the speed he had when he was uh, a lot like lighter, but he's added yeah. this this extra edge of just terrifying strength at the same time. Um, so usually when we, we do this show, I don't know if you've, you've listened to any past uh, episodes, It, it goes, this has been a Fantastic wrestling podcast. It's been very rare that I actually get to do a wrestling podcast um, because I usually divulges into cartoons and just things that aren't wrestling. But I have to ask the question. Ross, will start with you. What's your favorite dinosaur?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Probably, probably a horse Solid
0: choice. Nate?
1: Purely for the name,
2: and because it's bloody massive, and I always get pulled. My mom's nickname for me is the giraffe boy because my mom's only five foot three, my brother's five foot seven, and I'm six foot two. Um, so, the giraffe titan
0: <laughs> sounds like something for Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> looks like we've got a little bit of interference coming in. I'll we'll just, just see what's happening there. Seem to have got a a extra person in the feed. Just connecting the audio now. Maybe he's going to answer the same question. Who knows? Just he's
2: just chilling. Um, my favourite dinosaur is um, Rex the dinosaur from Toy. Sorry, from uh, Toy Story. Um, I think Wallace Shawn, the guy who played it, did very well. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed him in the short film, the 2012 short film uh, Party Source Rex, in which he is uh, the party master for a couple of the bath toys. Um, Yeah, that is my favourite dinosaur. Hi. Oh,
0: lovely. I, I could not have planned that any better if I tried.
1: <laughs> no, actually, no, I'm, going, I'm going to give you that. That was, that was outstanding. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, that's the dinosaur question. Thank you, Kevin Williams, for... Uh, somehow this has become a thing. It's now the dinosaur question that we ask everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm surprised no triceratops. That's, that was a popular answer for a little while. But uh, no, we're, we're, uh, we've got two great answers, uh, even though one possibly isn't real. But who knows? Where dinosaurs are real? Um, So (laughs) we will move on from there Uh, So we'll go back to the wrestling chat We we, we spoke about um, your favourites then Uh, We'll we'll go for matches Because that's always a good talking point I I find that you can get a a real insight To people's uh, favourite styles You talk about your favourite wrestlers But matches you kind of get a little bit more of an insight Um, I started with Ross last time So Nate, a couple of favourite matches Maybe two or
2: three um, so, one that I posted on Twitter recently was uh, Kenne Kobashi versus. I don't remember the first thing, but it's Kobashi versus Sakazai from Boresa Noah, the one that's very famous for the five minutes of chops. Um, but that spot's amazing to watch. But the entire match is just perfect old school Japanese heavyweights just trying to kill each other. Um that one is definite for me. Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's a oh, there's a there's a, a Kenta vs Marafuji match from Noah as well. I do love Japanese wrestling if you can't tell. Um <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's one specific one. Um I don't know which one it is by the date of it. But it's the one where Mara Fuji does a moonsault, springboard moonsault to the outside and catches his throat on the barricade and just no sells it completely. Uh, but the rest of that match is just amazing.
0: Uh, I think there's a guy that you might need to, to meet, and that's Ian Skinner uh, from, from past podcasts. Uh, I think if I hadn't tried to curtail it to memes, I think we've sp- spoken about uh, Japanese wrestling for. However long I'd have let him. Uh, so as a, yeah, I, I know very little about Japanese wrestling, but I'm learning as I go with both these recommendations um, that I'm getting as as we go along. So Ross, your your
1: maybe two two or three favorite matches. Uh there's there's about three. Yeah, uh, my first one I posted recently on Twitter. Not many people are familiar with. I don't think uh, it's Koa A versus Cedric Alexander in uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh I think that match was just unbelievable because I'm a huge fan of the Cruiserweight in case you can't tell like because I I am one like (laughs) uh, and I think my style is really very very similar to that pace of that match just high flying and striking like it was just amazing to watch and the things that that Kota Ibushi can pull off and Cedric Alexander can pull off is just unreal Like the moonsault, when he does the moonsault, he jumps off and does the moonsault and then lands on his feet and falls back. Like I thought that was outstanding. I just did. I thought it was amazing to watch. Uh, Another match uh, was AJ Styles versus John Cena in 2016 at SummerSlam. I thought that was outstanding. And again, to the entertainment point, it was very hyped up, very high. Like AJ Styles was like, John, you can't beat me. And he he couldn't. Like he, he, he couldn't do it. And it was that thought of, oh, he, he's never going to be able to do it. And he just does beat him. Like, it was just, it was well built up. And then another one was uh, CM Punk versus John Cena. Is CM Punk versus John Cena, was uh, it? Was, uh, uh, Money 20 Bank 11 or? Yeah, that's the one, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was outstanding. That was, I think you can basically tell how that was outstanding. The hype to it, Punk's leaving. Punk leaves with the title. Cena says, "No, I want to do it my way." He doesn't have Vince ring the bell. I thought it was—I thought it was amazing. I really did. I thought it was amazing. Like especially the age I was. Like I don't really know what's going on, but the thought of it, you're thinking, "Oh my god, this guy's about to leave with the title." Like, what what's going on? And the wrestling in the match I thought was brilliant because I like I like wrestling when the when the crowd is extremely involved. And they were invested in that match. I thought it was just amazing.
0: So, so speaking right of, of right now, at this moment in time, there is no crowd at shows. Um, well, it's but it's trainees. Um, what are your thoughts on, I don't know if you, you've seen it, the Thunderdome that's coming up? Uh, as of recording, it hasn't happened yet, but we'll also start with you. Uh, wrestles, not, not wrestling in front of a crowd, but wrestling in front of a hundred, a 1, thousand screens instead do you think I mean you haven't I think you've had an actual match itself but do you think that would be a bit more daunting that you're in front of that kind of environment or would, how would you feel about it
1: well I've had I've had a couple training matches like I've had many training matches actually but if it was in virtual screens I'm not, I'm not really I'm not really keen on that to be honest with you like it just doesn't it's not I'm I'm saying like it's not realistic, but like, it's not it's not what you're looking for. Like, what's the point in having a bunch of screens? There,
0: it's just it's it's the atmosphere, like, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't, yeah,
1: yeah, it doesn't give you the right atmosphere as it would usually. Like, I, I think
0: the the, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Thunderdome actually entails and looks like. But hmm. um, for me, it's it's like the screen. You get the noise, you get a bit of a delay, and all that kind of stuff. But um, as strange as it sounds the kind of rumble and um even even the smell good or bad make a show um i've been to a few shows which just be bad but uh yeah it's it's, it's that kind of physical entity that you're in front of um Again, I haven't wrestled, so I have no idea. I've, I've spoken in front of a crowd. Um, that was as close as I've ever gotten. Uh, so, Nate, you, you have been wrestling. You've you wrestled in front of, of people. That was my wedding ring there. Um, how would you feel about wrestling in front of a screen? Or you, would you just be happy to be wrestling full stop?
2: <laughs> well, no, I would just be happy to be wrestling a match. Um, it, it, It'd be a bit weird because... Obviously, they're supposed to have like crowd noise, like the obviously live reactions and stuff. Um, but there would be no, you'd have no feel because you could feel them. Like, see, I've never wrestled, in, like the biggest crowd would be in front of was about 300 people. Um But they're like, obviously the WWE guys, they're used to tens of thousands. And you can feel that, whereas they'll just see a bunch of screens and the only way for them to really feel how the match has been received is the cesspit of wrestling Twitter um, after a show.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous world, the wrestling Twitter. Um, mm. No, I think they got it. They, I think they had it right when they did the greatest match of all time. I don't know if you guys saw it, Edge yeah. versus Randy Orton.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Brilliant. Yeah, they, they had the crowd noise piped in. Um, I don't know whether Edge or Norton actually heard it, but they had the crowd noise in, so it was reacting to each move. I mean, sometimes it was like the old Smackdown Seagulls, um, which might be a reference that nobody gets. But when when there was a crowd, a backstage bit, there was always the the sound of seagulls, and it was supposed to be the crowd. But I think that made that match so much better. Um, So yeah, so we were just agreeing, one to wrestle, but it would be weird That's pretty much what we're doing we're here. Um, so is, is, is there any goals, any companies that you want to, to venture to once, we're, we're just assuming that the this isn't gonna last much longer and we'll be back at back wrestling, we're going to wrestling shows at the start of the year. So is there any companies that you kind of want to get to, out to? I assume obviously FPWA, the sh- their showcase show, whenever that may be. Uh, but yeah, anywhere else that you'd want to, to go to, uh, start with Ross?
1: Well, oh, uh, there's many places, many places that I won't, I won't particularly mention many of them now. Like I won't mention one of them just now. Uh, I would, I would love to wrestle for uh, WrestleZone. I would, I would love to wrestle because I've been to a couple of shows there. I've helped out on a couple of shows there, and it's just I like the atmosphere going to WrestleZone. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I would also quite like to wrestle for FCW. Like I think. What's what the the way they're going is really good. Like, I've I've seen a couple of the the shows. Like, it's it's really good. I think, I think it's going really well, uh. And phew, many places. I would quite like to wrestle for a s w a SWA. That's I, I think that would that's quite a good, good, company to go for. And obviously Discovery. I've mentioned that a few times. Discovery. I've I love the atmosphere going to Discovery Wrestling. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
0: And yeah, so you you're nodding your head there for S F C W, so that would definitely be one of them. Um yeah. anywhere else that you'd want to to get
2: to? FCW obviously. Um Disco would be a, uh, one I would love to wrestle for. Um Full Tilt in Newcastle is one I've got on my bucket list. Uh is it may not sound like it, but that that is my home. Newcastle's my home. Uh so I want to wrestle down there in front of my, my family. And they've got a six-sided ring, and being an early 2000s TNA mark, six-sided ring is what I want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the the as big as I can get. That's all, I want to wrestle everywhere and anywhere, And as big as I can.
1: Uh, that's agreed. That's, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's that's the way that's to go. Good. I mean, if you're coming into wrestling just to go, um, I'll just stick to my own place. Then that's fine. It's it's your. your prerogative but yeah if you're wanting to to do the lofty heights of like your nxt uk and nxt Mm -hmm. and vice versa you got you got to travel around you gotta get a bit of buzz about you um so right now because we're in quarantine you can't wrestle but we've already established that numerous times here um how have you found because right now social media is is the way to Get your name out, that, that's just has, how it has to be. So Nate, how have you found it, especially with, with your, yourself saying your confidence isn't uh, the most, uh, you're more an introvert, f- fair to say that, how have you found trying to get your your name out there through social media and, and the like? Is it difficult or just a learning experience?
2: Uh, if you go on my Twitter you'd know that I'm not the biggest of posters in the world. Um, and cause life's pretty boring at the moment. There's not much happening. So for me, I beforehand my Instagram was purely just me in the gym. Um, so my social media has gone very quiet recently, um, and I've posted the occasional thing. But yeah, for me, I'm not the biggest biggest online presence. So. Um, and really.
0: um, Ross, how have you been finding? Uh, trying to get your name out there just through all the social media
1: landscape is very difficult. It, it really is. Because seeing as I've not like officially debuted, it's really hard. But I, 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 I agree with Nate. Like, it is 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 this nothing's really going on in the world, so you can't exactly like. There's nothing to post about. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to talk about. Nothing to post about. This is. Like, my Twitter, on the occasional time, I'll, I'll post a wee comment or whatever just to say how, how I'm doing, like everybody's doing. I post quite I, – I don't want to say regularly, but occasionally, kind of, I post on Instagram. Uh, yeah, my Instagram is RossHunterPW, PW. anybody's trying to find it. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll do your
0: social media plugs at the end. Don't worry about that. We'll get that in. So that's why I've done this podcast, really, because, I mean – same as you guys, I have nothing to post. The The website is reviews, results, news, and there's none of it. So it's very difficult to actually write a, a, a results on shows that don't happen. So the, the podcast, there was some, there was one particular troll that really annoyed me going on about, oh, you're only speaking to, to trainees and you're only speaking to people that, that haven't actually wrestled. And But when the shows start again, you guys will be wanting to wrestle so the podcast here is really just to kind of get your name out there and if we end up chatting about cartoons and dinosaurs then great I'm going to enjoy that anyway but uh, yeah so it's great that you guys uh, were happy to, to come on and um, go through all, all the like I said the, the unprofessional professionalists of this podcast which is just we're hoping for the best and hashtag pray for laptop every time we, we, we come <laughs> on uh, but yeah, so thank you guys for, for taking part and uh, hope we'll, we'll see your names uh, on the results when I do the little typing of, of results of shows again. I'll see your name uh, plenty. So before we wrap up uh, this this uh, little round table um, that we've got going on, this triangle of terror of uh, of wrestling, um, we'll plug your social media. So Nate, we'll start with yourself. Um, where can people find you? When you do post, uh, where, where can
2: people find you? so my instagram is nate stevenson pw um there's a double s steven ben. um and then my twitter is just nate stevenson it's too many digits
0: <laughs> uh, i'm sure if they type nate stevenson they'll be fine and uh, ross you did plug your instagram uh, what about your, your twitter or facebook or whatever else you got
1: uh, my twitter is cal mclean x1 unfortunately i can obviously twitter doesn't let you change your username so, yeah, it's also my personal account. Uh, I've got Facebook as well, just Ross Hunter. Ross Hunter, you should find it. Uh, and Instagram is to Ross Hunter PW. Excellent.
0: Might help you change your, your, your you can change your Twitter username. So I'll, I'll see if we can help you out
1: uh, with that. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> so. I've tried for so long, I've never been able to do it.
0: So, so that may have changed by the time this goes out, but uh, we'll tag yeah. you in it, it'll be fine, people will find you. Uh, but yeah, th- again, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope, you, hope you've enjoyed, uh, people that are watching or listening, hope you've enjoyed this little uh, round table of uh, five Pro Wrestling Asylum uh, trainees and students. And uh, we'll, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be seeing the names Ross Hunter and Nate Stevenson soon enough, uh, once the world is back to the new normal that it is. But for now. Uh, Thank you for joining us and... um...